Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome to another episode of Midwest Bias. We have another fun episode today, uh, but before we move on to our Midwest guest co-hosts of the day, I want to share with you the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. And the best thing I saw all week is your tweets with pictures of the Midwest Bias stickers out there in the world. So the Midwest Bias stickers have gone out to those who have been a guest, those who have sent us any gifts like beer and runzas, and or some of you got two because you've done both. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking those pictures of those stickers. It's always fun to see. If you want to be a guest on the podcast and get a sticker, Hit me up at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com. We do have plenty of beer right now, though. So thanks for tweeting those out. Sorry for taking so long to get them out, but I'm glad you're getting them now. Show me where you're putting them. Even if it's in the trash, just show me where you're putting them. I hope you don't put them in the trash because Swagmaster did a great job on them. Anyway, this has been the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw Okay, let's get to our Midwest guest co-host of the day. Have a good weekend, y'all. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for our Midwest guest co-host of the day. Welcome back to the program from Green Lake, Wisconsin, Karen Middlestadt. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good to have you back on. Let's just get right into it. This is not a question from listeners. This is a question from me. It really came to me when the Hall of Famer and I were down in Nashville a couple weeks ago. And it was just so hot there. And I talked about that on last week's episode. It was just so hot there. So we were taking multiple showers a day because we were going hiking and doing things outdoors. And we were sort of running out of clothes. So my uh, sister-in-law, Jenny. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Jenny asked if we want to do any laundry and we're... We said, sure, we'd love to do some laundry, but can you provide us with some hangers because I want to hang dry some clothes? And she wanted to know what in the world we would be needing to hang dry. And that's when we got a laundry lesson. So it occurred to me that perhaps the Hall of Famer and I both have been doing laundry wrong all these years. Do you think, Karen, that there's a specific way to do laundry? And if so, what is it? How do you do it? Oh, there's definitely very specific ways to do laundry, as my mother taught me growing up. Yes. No, there's ways to do it. And do you want me to tell you what I think the the most important pieces are? I absolutely do. But before you do that, I want to say that we were told, and I knew this because my mother taught me this, but I've gotten away from it because it's faster. We don't separate lights and darks. Well, that's ridiculous. You abs- That's one of my critical recommendations. <laughs> I figured. You, you actually have to, there's three sorting piles or buckets, okay. whichever way you want to say. So you have to sort like the, the whites, pastels, light grays, even like white backgrounded prints. That's, that's one. Okay. Then you have your deep colors like red, black, navy blue, whatever. That's two. And then you have your heavily soiled clothes like yard work super sweaty running clothes that's three i've never heard the number three oh yes because if they're if they're either super muddy or super smelly they'll contaminate either of one or two buckets and so that's why they have to stay in their own bucket or load okay all right so is that is that the most important piece or are you going to tell me what that is now well i guess that's the most fundamental piece. And the fact that it's lost on you is troubling. That's the most <laughs> fundamental. But then I have like other little tips. 
Okay, but let's go back. It's not lost on me. My mother did teach me that, so I don't want it to come out well, it's, that it's, it's my been mother's lost fault. On you, then. Yes, it's oh, been yes. lost. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you, you're, it's, this is not your mother's fault. This is years <laughs> of personal neglect that have resulted in you're just, do you just throw everything in one load and say, good enough? Yes, the Hall of Famer and I both do our own laundry, and we both do it that way. And perhaps it is the Hall of Famer's fault because I never used to do it that way until Mm -hmm. I met her. And she said that she was never taught to to separate clothes, that they never grew up doing it that way. So then I'm like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Was she like raised by wolves? I mean, (laughs) what in the world? You don't sort your clothes? No. Well, uh, that was one of the first lessons we got from Jenny. We don't, we, we haven't started that yet because I need to buy uh, a three bucket sorter for upstairs. For sure. Okay. And please remember to get the three because then now you have your, your three bins. Yes. Okay. Then just other best practices. I think if we were to say, KJ, you have to pre-treat stains. Like if you bleed all over stuff, mm-hmm. which is my typical thing. Or, I mean, I don't drink wine, but like, let's say you poured it down your shirt. You got to pre-treat that stuff. Yep. I'm with you there. I do do that. Let's see. If you have uh, good stuff or especially dark things, like a dark navy sweatshirt or something like this, you want to turn those inside out to to preserve the colors. Okay. So, so it, good stuff inside out. You use Oxy White for white stuff. So this is a powdered additive that you put in the bottom of the washing machine for white things. Just keeps them sparkly fresh. Is see the oxy what what I worry about is all the chemicals. What is in oxy white that might be bad for the environment? I have no idea. Probably a lot of stuff. Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess you have me on that one. It, it, it's something unnatural. That is for sure. This is nothing like green oxy white. It's, it's, it's straight up poison, perhaps. Uh, so <laughs> okay. I, I can check it out and okay. maybe make some other decisions. But for, mm-hmm. for now, I think oxy white is great. Just for the white load, though. Yes, just the white load. I think there are different like formulas of this oxy stuff. I think it's like mm-hmm. color fast maybe, but but the oxy white whitening stuff is gold. Okay. Uh, you got to get the stuff out of the dryer quickly. Got to otherwise it's going to wrinkle. Mhm. Mhm. You should hand wash your bras. Oh no. Mhm. I mean, not if they're like the sporty cotton sports bras, but if they're the more delicate kind of bras, you got to hand wash them. Can't you just put them in the delicate cycle? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's okay. Mm -mm. So if you hand wash your bras, do you hang them up to dry? Yes. Oh, definitely. You don't Mm -hmm. put them in the dryer? No, I have two dryer racks, drying racks, a smaller one and a larger one, depending how much I need. But that's, that's my final tip is to hang stuff on drying racks instead of like on hangers, because then you're going to get the hanger marks. I think there's, I don't know what they're called, if they're called tufted hangers or those hangers that have that little substance on them that catches. Yes. So they're not smooth. I guess if you have those, then you're maybe better off. But I always just hang stuff over the bars of the hanging rack Mm -hmm. to keep it from shrinking, to keep it from wrinkling and to avoid those hanger pockmark things. Okay. So I'm going to make, I've got a few comments based on your tips. Oh, okay. The, the, we have a hanging rack, and this is what upset Jenny, that we had wanted to hang so many things. Um, and she asked why, and I said, because I don't want anything shrinking. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like we're on the same page there, Karen. I learned this from my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jenny said, unless it's 100% cotton, it's not going to shrink. So you don't have to draw, you don't have to be hanging all this stuff. Well, there are the Jennies out there who say that or who say if you dry it on low heat, it won't shrink. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, 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 but I just don't want to risk it because it's either I, either my clothes are shrinking or I am growing and I would rather think my clothes are shrinking. Yes, I agree. I don't so, want to think I'm growing. No. So this way you sort of know your clothes are not shrinking and you have to look in the mirror because otherwise you're just not sure. Yes. Well, well, we have begun to tumble dry things on low. 
We're oh. not to the point where we're throwing everything in the dryer, though we did the one time we did laundry in Nashville. We tried it out. It, it's interesting. This is this is your uh, little nod to laundry. Is it you're, You do quite a bit of work to avoid it from shrinking, but heavens, if it all bleeds onto each other as you <laughs> yes. throw it all together in one load, so be it, huh? Yes, I do turn. So the only things I turn inside out are like t-shirts where I don't want the words to fade uh-huh. or, or yeah. the pictures to fade. Sometimes sweatshirts, but mostly t-shirts. So you're saying maybe a sweatshirt might be might might be smart to do as well. Yes, because it's it's both preserving the color and avoiding that like the pilling that happens from like yes. rubbing and agitation. So you're just you're just prolonging the life of your clothes. Okay, so that's one. Then I had a question about. Uh, let's see. You said you okay. Turn your inside out. So I did that. I I covered that. The oxy white. I. I'm not on board with that yet. I need to look at the ingredients. The do you poison, use yeah. yeah? Do you use a specific type of detergent that you think is superior? Well, no, I do use a specific detergent. I always just get that Costco branded okay. free stuff. Yep, we're on the same page there. But I that is not because I think it's superior. I think it's cheaper. Yes, that, that's, that's why, why we I get use it. That. Yeah, and because it it claims to be less chemicals is another reason we get it. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. And and the the uh, the the other question I have, which you I thought for sure would be your number one reason, and you haven't even mentioned it, is the water temperature. What water temperature do you use? Well, I actually listened to this whole um, Malcolm Gladwell thing on laundry, and he said you mm-hmm. should just do cold to, for the environment. I just listened to that. Yeah, they had all these very compelling facts about mm-hmm. how it you know it gets just as clean and you know, and I still don't do it. Well, what I took away from it is it just gets it, it, it gets just as clean if you use tied something. Well, yeah, but I wasn't, I'm not falling for the cross-branded marketing between Malcolm Gladwell and Tide. Uh-huh. I think there are yeah. like those cold water, high efficiency detergents mm-hmm. that probably are the same as your Tide. But yeah, I mean, there were a couple caveats, but essentially they were making a very, very compelling case that I should just use cold yes, to they were. save the, the, the world. But I, I just haven't convinced myself yet. Like, I, I know I need to sit down and just make a decision. Yes. To, to These wash are important things. I know. I mean, like I said, it, I, am even, I am even disappointed in myself because I, I listened to the whole thing and thought, Yep, this this all makes sense. Like this is mm-hmm. something you know when they say like what can you do when it's not turn off to save the earth. It's not like turn off your faucet while you brush your teeth every time. I mean that right, right. Like I try to do these little things, and then he says that's nothing. If you do one thing, do this because you mm-hmm. conserve water and energy all at once, and you don't lose anything because your clothes get so clean. And yet I sit here and I haven't done it yet. It's disappointing, but it, this it might disappointing. Karen. This might spur me on. KJ. I think it will. Now, uh, okay. So, would you recommend that episode to to folks uh, about laundry from Malcolm Gladwell? Well, I suppose if you're that interested in laundry, yes. yeah, it's uh, it's revisionist <laughs> history. I think and it was. Yeah, it was good. I was disappointed that they didn't cover all the things I was wondering about. Like, do you need to hang your clothes? Do you need to? I think they did talk about sorting. I think they did. Not that I, I just came away with the sustainability, okay. how, how to be a more sus- sustainable laundress. Okay. Now, do you use hot water then, or do you do you know what you use? Because I don't know. I just push the normal cycle and press start. No, I have no idea. I do the same thing. So I have like a color setting and a whites and towels and whatever those things are, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what's programmed behind them. So I'd have no idea what's going on. Okay, so you and I need to do better in a few areas. Well, you particularly. (laughs) (laughs) The sorting. I'm not sure I'm going to be lumped in with you, little miss, single load. But yes, we both have areas for improvement. I'll take that. Okay, all right. So Jenny said cold water. Now, maybe she listened to the Malcolm Gladwell episode. I don't know. But she said cold water. She said you're wasting your time by hanging up your clothes unless it's 100% cotton and you need to sort your clothes. That's atrocious. Yeah. Well, Jenny and I are um, strongly with Jenny on number three. The other two. mm. Not so much. No. 
Okay, now I, I thought that you might be a very good one to answer this question because when we were in Green Lake a few weeks ago, you asked us, and I knew your stance right away because you said, do you have anything you want to throw in the darks? And I said to myself, well, I kind of want some lights done, but I'm not going to say anything. No, and I'll good. tell you what, the, the clothes were folded beautifully and they smelled great. So do you use dryer sheets? And where did you learn how to fold so beautifully? Oh, thank you. That's so nice. That's mm -hmm. such a good review. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the dryer sheets, yes, but they're also free something, something. So they, they're not supposed to smell. So neither my oh. detergent nor my dryer sheets are supposed to smell. Supposed to so smell. Okay. the pleasant smelling, I don't know how to explain that. The folding, yes. Um, I worked, let's see, out of col after college, I worked part-time little gig at Eddie Bauer and learned oh, to fold. Oh, there it is. There. So I think that's the the source of my folding interests. Like I a, think the, so too. Yeah. Now I fold my clothes in the, what's the Marie Kondo way. Oh, is she like the woman who is sparking joy in all this? Correct. She's sparking joy. Doesn't she roll things? My sister told me she rolls things. She she rolls things. I do not roll. The Hall of Famer does roll. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine how that's good. Well, actually, I roll sports. Well, what does Marie Kondo even know about? I mean, because isn't she the one who's like throw out this stuff and look at yes. it and say thank you for all you've done for me and then throw it in yes. a trash heap? Like, what's the relationship? Why is she also consulting on laundry folding? The the one piece I read her book and the one piece that I just couldn't get behind was how you're supposed to thank your socks or something when you're ready to throw them out. I, I don't yeah, you're feel supposed the to thank need all your stuff. To, well, I don't feel the need to thank my old socks. But I think she's an she's an organizational expert. Oh, is that self proclaimed. It? Oh. oh, so it's like you're organizing by having better clothing drawers that are Yeah, and they, I see. And also you have to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her. I don't think foldings or rollings probably a good thing, but I, I I don't have anything to base this off of. What do you think is wrong with rolling? Does does it? Well, how can it how can it not wrinkle? Essentially, you're just balling it up, right? I mean, I guess like whatever a sock, but is she rolling t-shirts? Because there's um, no way that that doesn't get all creasy. If I can't, if I remember correctly, she doesn't roll t-shirts. She's an underwear roller. Oh. And she does not want you to put your sock one inside the other and roll it over. Oh, whatever, Marie. That's how you should do it. And the the, <laughs> the underwear, I mean, I guess if you want to roll your underwear, because I guess it doesn't so much, very much matter if it's wrinkly, crease, creasy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think she was kind of a quack. Well, and she's made a lot of money on, at being a quack if that's what she is. No, I mean, my very own sisters have paid this woman for their books. Does she have a TV show or something? A she does. Netflix she has a Netflix yeah. show. Yeah. Every now and again, when I'm with my sisters, I hear them quoting this woman and, and everything mm -hmm. they say makes me roll my eyeballs. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't, like I said, I have no personal, I've never, I don't, couldn't even pick her out if you showed me pictures okay. and said, which of these is Marie. Uh -huh. But I know enough I, to know I, I don't think I like her. I would like to know what, how your sisters do laundry. Are they the same as you? No, I, I would say none of them are as diligent. Two, you know, I have these three sisters. Two of them have children. So I feel like that just sort of crushes your soul. And at that point, it's it's like, I bet they do one load, like just get the stuff out of Right, they combine them all. No sorting. Yeah, probably. One of my sisters makes her husband do the laundry, which oh. I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then my sister Kate, who is who is single... I think she does a lot of, you know, how you can take your regular clothes to the dry cleaner and just make them do your laundry for you. Oh, sure. I think she might be one of those people. <laughs> and then she takes she, it home and folds it Marie Kondo way or they, no, they no, no, fold no. it for her? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They they come and get it and then clean oh. it and then bring it back. I'm pretty sure. Now you seemed a little bit hesitant to out your sister in this way. Well, yeah, I mean... Because again, I'm not entirely sure. So I could oh. just be bespeaking. Okay. And I do also think it's it, it's uh, unflattering to a person that they're unable to wash the clothes that they dirty <laughs> themselves. 
<laughs> Seems like if you if you can get them dirty, it's your job to get them clean again. But <laughs> so okay. for these reasons, I'm a little, you know, slightly feel bad about this, but I, I, not too much. Okay, not bad enough for me to cut it out. Oh no, no, no need okay. to do that. Okay, so we spent a good amount of time talking about laundry. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd like. I'm. I. I am. You know, somewhat convinced by what you're doing, and that I might make some changes. But I would like to hear what other people listening do, because I really don't want to hang my clothes if I don't have to. So I need some hundred percent cotton. I need to. I need some reassurances on that and the cold water, hot water thing. Some people say the hot water kills the germs better than the cold water. And odors, I think. Yeah, germs and odors. Okay, so you know how, thank you for answering that question. I think you did a remarkable job. I don't know how we found 19 minutes to talk about laundry, but that's perfect. Okay. Now, the the other question I had to ask you was, we talked about when I was there, uh, when the Hall of Famer and I were there in Green Lake, is there anything that... Uh, you wanted to touch on that I might have missed last week when I did the recap. No, no, but I wanted to give you the update that since you were here, I have new golf clubs. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yep. When you were here, remember my, my friends Troy and Landon were here as well. Yes. And I pulled out my vintage, whatever it would have been, 20, I think I bought them in 2010, uh, TaylorMade Burner Woods an irons driver. And uh-huh. he's like, I cannot believe you're still playing with that thing. Those things. I said, what these they're, you know, they're in good shape. And I, you know, I play well. And he's like, do you know, technology is changing every year and you're 12 years behind the times. And it just, it planted in my head. And then I was like, I am, I, I do deserve better. I should have better. I, you know, and then I'm looking at everybody yeah. else's bags and they, mm-hmm. they have new things, newer things than mine. Yes. So then, um, yeah. So I just decided, and then I went down the whole rabbit hole of like, well, should I get fitted or should I just go buy stuff or what do you do? And mm-hmm. so I went and I got fitted and ordered up some new, um, tailor-made stealth full bag. Uh, Got new irons, new fairway woods, new driver, new putter. Wow. New putter too. Yeah. And who would have known, but the putter was quite expensive. I I just sort of threw in the putter because I'm a horrific putter, as you will recall from two weeks ago or the year before that, or two, Mm -hmm. I mean, how we don't really know how long we've been putting together, but we think it's almost 10 years that you have had to watch me putt. I would not classify you as a horrific putter, but go ahead. Well, you're kind. But uh, so, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, get a putter. And dude, little fitter guy, he's like, okay, this one, this one. And I just love this spider putter. I didn't even look at the price tag, you know, because I'm just like, I'm getting getting all this whatever. And it turns out it was one of the more expensive, short of the driver. It was definitely quite a... (laughs) quite a treat this putter. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping I'm gonna be a fabulous putter moving forward. They had to um custom order my irons because little little Carson fitter guy said I needed a I can't remember if it was plus two degrees loft or minus two or something like this. So so those are Taylor Maid's making me those. They're gonna send them my way in six to eight weeks. Oh shoot that's not in time for our tournament. How are we going to win now? I did talk to him about that and he is going to put in a good word for me, but I'm not optimistic. I, I, so, you know, but, but I don't, I mean, my irons are pretty good, but turns out I am a fabulous iron hitter when I have these other ones. So, you know, they do this data feedback track, man, Mm -hmm. whatever, crushing these things. KJ, you, I mean, plus 20 yards average on my irons. And that's what the Hall of Famer got when she got new clubs last year. She was getting 20 she yards She got plus 20? More. Something like that. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh. I'm very excited. But yeah, so that's that's the, my only little newsy update since since you were here is that, that I'm, I'm actually maybe have potential to be a good golfer now with a oh, little e- bit new technology, not to mention my Deluxo spider putter. This is very exciting. However, I will say that unless you're on my team, it will be crushing to watch you hit a drive and and then watch myself hit a drive and and see how much further you are up than I am. It already we is. Are, we are on a team. I know we are. I but you're not going to have them. 
Well, no, but I'm going to have the I'm going to have the driver and the fairway oh, woods and the putter. Excellent, excellent. And if my boy Carson can, you know, sweet talk whoever it is, maybe yeah. the irons. Okay, this is exciting. I, I gave him the date. And so you're going to uh, are you going to reiterate what the Hall of Famer said that we're going to win the tournament now? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I like. The I confidence. feel like with this putter alone. I mean, I cost us ten strokes per round in my putting. I mean, it's that bad. So, I mean, I, I think I, I was going to say I shouldn't oversell it because I'm clearly overselling yeah, my own ability. Yeah, you kind I of are. I am. But I am. I mean, it's one day, right? We've had the new putter for one day. Yep. So we've yep. played 11 holes. We'll get okay. some more in tonight. But early returns are I am a fabulous putter with the spider. Well, this makes me excited. Um, and, the, and the fact that you have a new driver, I think you pretty much got the longest drive competition in the bag now. I know, but I'm still, I, I just, what was that woman's name who beat me last year? Mm, I didn't prefer her. I, I don't remember her, <laughs> I don't she, remember her uh, name. She, I could pick up out of a lineup. Marie Kondo, no, but that <laughs> woman, whoever she was, Virginia or Georgia, it was some old school Southern yeah, I don't know who that it is was. Not intimidating. It is not an intimidating female golfer name. I mean, not that Karen is. I think she was the first time winner on that. I don't think I knew that. That makes it worse. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you and the Hall of Famer came very close last year. I think I was like two inches in the fringe off the fairway, and that's why I got yep. disqualified. Isn't that right? Yeah, you were. You actually had her on distance, but you were not in the fairway. By inches. Well, we're going to, we'll probably have to like live stream our golf tournament. <laughs> Perhaps so. Everybody's so interested. Do you have the thing like uh, on the Moth podcast? See, this is, I'm not on social media, as you know. So yeah. do you have like the thing where sometimes when you have a podcast episode, you can put accompanying photos and all of that? Or you could, you could tweet my photo or something like that, holding the longest women's driver thing? Yes, that's what we've been okay. doing. So yeah, just some way that. for the people to know. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. Okay, well, it's time for the wheel question. You have never done a wheel question, am I correct? I don't think so. And you know, on this podcast, we don't just ask questions. We ask wheel questions. Right, with sound effects. Yeah, let's spin the wheel. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, that is question number four. Well, I think I know the answer to this, maybe. Or maybe not. What would you say is your biggest hobby, interest, or expertise? Or how do you like to spend your free time? Yeah, I think, we, I mean, my biggest expertise is apparently laundry, and my best hobby <laughs> is golf. Okay. <laughs> that, I thought you yeah. might say running or biking. Well, I like running, but it, mm-hmm. it, I'm not good at it. So I don't know if that counts. But I yeah. Think you are good at That's it. What I, in my free time, I enjoy running and biking and golfing. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought you'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a few minutes left before your tea time. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I just said I had to go at five. You didn't, you, you don't know where I am going. It's just presumption well, that it's me you... and my spider and my new stealth heading out to the teas, but you might be right. I can't oh, yeah. say for sure. Yeah. You did say when we go out tonight. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I had a choice between being on this podcast and golfing, I'd choose golfing too. Okay, good. All okay. Right. So we're introducing a new segment here called the Midwest Mediator. It's the Midwest Mediator. It's the Midwest Mediator. Send your quandaries now, not later. To the Midwest Mediator. It's time for a ruling right now. So I'm going to include you in this. Uh, people can send in questions that they want mediated or, I guess, arguments from not necessarily arguments, but disagreements. So here's the first one we got. And I'm not going to, you can send them in anonymous. I'm not going to, unless you want me to read your name, I'm not going to. This person is anonymous. So qu- the question, Karen, is uh, when you get an invitation for so let's just say this is a 50th birthday party when you get an invitation and it says no gifts please do you bring a gift 
This person said, one of them said yes, the other said no. What do you think? We can, we can lay out a ruling here. Yeah. Well, so is this what I would do or what I think other people should do? Oh, good, good point. So I would, um, if it was my own party and I was inviting other people, I, I understand the preference and the wisdom to say no gifts because that would be my preference. So I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like if you're the party partier or what party planner, I think it's fine to say no gifts. So I, no, no troubles there. If you are the invitee and it says no gifts, I would comply. I would not bring a gift and not because I want to uh, honor the person's wishes, but more so because I'm just that cheap. So if they give me an out and, and say I don't have to buy a gift, I will just take it. I won't really analyze it any more than that. Yeah. This is what allows you to buy the spider putter with the, with the, uh, you save well, your money right. on these, these no gifts. That's um, right. If I was spending all my money on these other people, I would have no money left for myself and my exactly. spider putter. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just good fiscal sense. No, but I think this is a, this is an uh, this is certainly a thing. It's a trend. I don't know if it's trendy, but I mean, I've I've definitely been invited to my share of things where they say no gifts, and I feel mm-hmm. like if if that's your wishes, I mean, I know people who then will do like, you know, I'll make a donation to this and such in your name, and and that's fine. But I feel like if it's no gifts, then no gifts, and let's just get together and celebrate fifty yes. years. What do you think? Well, I think that. If, it would be nice to have a little more information um, of sort of what is the exact scenario here. But I think for the most part, if they say no gifts, I take that at face value and I don't bring a gift because, you know, some people will say, well, that they, they say no gifts, but it's sort of code for, you know, don't feel obliged, but we'd certainly take a gift if you'd brought one. And I don't like that. Just say what you want. Yeah, I wouldn't read into it. Yeah, and and so I would not bring a gift unless if this person was super close to me or if it was my sister or, or something where, or my brother or something where, someone where my relationship might be closer than 95% of the participants. Mm-hmm. I may on the sly say, I know you said no gifts, but I just got you this little thing. And if you don't want it, too bad. You're taking it. Oh, I lo- yeah, I like that. I think the key there, or I would add, you said if you're particularly close to someone or if you've in your travels purchased something that you just picked out for this person because you just thought it was the perfect thing for them and you were sort of waiting for the occasion and the occasion presents itself and then they say no gifts. I think that's fine, If, but mm-hmm. I think that the on the sly thing is important. Because yes, because you don't want to say no gifts and you walk in the door and you're holding this tower of something. Which That's I have untruth. seen, yes. Which uh, I have seen, and then people, then you kind of whisper to your, you know, your partner or whoever you're with at the party. They brought a gift. It said no gifts. Were we supposed to bring a gift? I think mm-hmm. everyone should follow the rules or have it on the sly. And uh, yep. I don't. And if you wanted a gift but you wrote no gifts, then and you get upset about it, you can't. You can't get upset about it. Oh no, Mm-mm. I no. agree with that. I'm not reading into any codes. You you write it. I'm gonna abide by it. Yep. Face value, black and white, no gifts, no gifts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So if anybody has um, something that they would like the mediator to address, you can email it to midwestbiaspod at gmail.com. If you want it to say, uh, stay anonymous, just tell me that. And put in the subject line, Midwest Mediator. And Karen, if you have one that you'd like me to judge on, you can. Do, this is open to you as well. Oh, I can submit. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I have a daily daily things that need mediation. So okay. it's good to know that I have you in addition to the attorneys. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, hit them straight. And Will I, do. I would like to know the longest putt you sink tonight. Well, I think I, I'll send you the longest putt and my longest drive. And I'm also pretty excited about my new rescue four. So oh, I'll, I'll send quite, I'll send a, a variety of numbers for your consideration. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for squeezing me in today. I appreciate it. And we'll talk My to pleasure. you soon. Very good. Thanks, Kirsten. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. 
Well, yes, it is time for Taste Test with the Hall of Famer, and I have with me here the Hall of Famer. All right. Let's drink some beer. Yes, while Karen is out golfing with her new clubs, we will be in here drinking beer. Are, are there? Did you pick any ciders for tonight, or are they all beer? Uh, yes, there is a cider in there. Okay, okay. Before that, though, you had an, I don't know, would you call it interesting, scary, uncomfortable, terrible, what would you say? Very uncomfortable situation. Painful? Not painful. Very uncomfortable. I wasn't in pain. I was very uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, this past weekend. The, and I think it really stems back to the time at the end of July? End of June. End of June, yeah. That you got stung by what we think was a hornet on the nose. And mm-hmm. your, your face swelled up, but, yep. you know, you did okay. Yeah. You are a new member of a new club that you don't want to be in. No. But, unfortunately, you are. Yeah. Go ahead. So this weekend. Outside. <laughs> okay. This Drew. weekend I went outside. Apparently Rue does not want to listen to this podcast. No, I guess not. She's she's yeah. Yeah, She has other plans. Anyway, this weekend I got together with one of my friends and we have this, this little guy that we like to get together with every now and then. Former student. Former student. He's going in fifth grade now. And we try to, to keep our little bond going nice and strong. Uh, I had him as a third grader in my classroom. Anyway, so we decide that we are going to go to a local park. Actually, it's where I used to teach. So it was it was school grounds and there are a couple basketball hoops and we start shooting and within a couple minutes, I get stung by a bee. And uh, like we had just gotten there. So within 10 minutes of getting there, we get set up, we start shooting. I'm not, I, I'm not good at shooting. I, I, I got a bump shoulder right now, so I'm, 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 I'm rebounding. So I'm back behind the basketball hoop. Well, behind the hoop on the, on the backboard of it, on the backside, uh, after I got stung, we looked and there's a bee's nest up there. A, wa- a wasp. Yeah. I, I know we, this we... because of Patrick Moffat. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Patrick helped us determine what kind of nest from the last time you were stung. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we, we look and we're like, oh, man. Okay. Well, so then we went to the other hoop because there's two of them. Well, that one also had one, but they must not have been as active. So we just kept playing there. Well, about 10 minutes later, and it was on my wrist where I got stung and, and it started just, you know, you could definitely tell where I got stung, but all of a sudden my hands got super itchy, my feet and then my head got itchy, and then, and then all of a sudden I started developing hives on my on my wrists and my elbows. And all the while this is happening, my, my friend is like, "Are are you sure? Are you sure? Are you okay?" Because at one point she saw me just scratching my head like crazy, and she gave me this look like, "Uh, you sure you're okay?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good." Because I don't want to cut our little time short with our friend, you know. Mm-hmm. By this point, we we had taken a little walk. They had thrown the basketball or the uh, the ball back and forth, and then we were going to play a little game. And I had to take my shoes off because my feet were itching so badly. And um, we were playing, and then finally I said, "Okay, you know, we should probably go and get some Benadryl." Because by this time, it was starting the 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 hives was starting to climb up my arms. It was between my wrists and my elbows, and uh, so we get in the car and. I get the I get the Benadryl and as we're riding in the car, I just see it just spread up my arms. Now it's on my legs. My back is itching like crazy. I asked my friend, hey, how does my back look? She gives me that look like it's about as good as the rest of your body right now. And I want to interject one thing. You text me and you say, well, I'm <sighs> going to get some Benadryl because I'm having an allergic reaction to a bee sting. Yeah. And that's all information that I've received. <laughs> but then I then I FaceTime her and I show her what I'm talking about. I'm like, look at these welts because they're just getting big and red and angry looking. And my friend's like, are you sure you're okay to drive home? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. But of course, as I'm driving home, I'm just, I, I just want to like itch my entire body. So on the way home, I'm, I, I call my parents just to distract myself because you can just see these hives just growing and spreading as I'm driving home. And I just want to so weird itch myself like crazy. So I distracted myself and then I get home. 
Well, I, on FaceTime, I had said, why don't I come and get you? You shouldn't probably be driving if it's that, because you, you had this look of discomfort on your face while you were FaceTiming me. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so I asked you at the time, well, are you having any problems with swallowing? Does your tongue feel swollen? Do you have a hard time swallowing? No. Okay. All right. We'll come home. She comes in the door and she comes in the door. Ah! <laughs> and immediately takes every single piece of clothing she has on off. And she's traipsing around the living room <laughs> dancing, and there's hives all over her body. Not dancing in a good way. No, dancing in an uncomfortable <laughs> way, shaking her hands, like trying not to scratch herself. And I politely asked her to go dance in a room where we don't have windows, where people would see this. But she said, I don't care who sees me. And I said, well, I do. But anyway, she was. it looked very, very uncomfortable. And then finally you said... You took a drink of Powerade that you had with you at the park. Uh-huh. And you said, um, my tongue's feeling really... Because we were talking about call the nurse hotline. And I know from a month ago that you call the nurse hotline, they pretty much always tell you to go to the ER. So they weren't going to be helpful. We knew the Benadryl wasn't working. You tried calamine lotion, which didn't touch it. Took a bath in it. And we ta- decided, you know, Epsom salt bath might help, but we didn't think we had any Epsom salt and we didn't think anything was helping at that point. And I said, well, as soon as you, if, if, if she says anything about tongue or swallowing, we're gone. We're going to the ER. Then she said that, and I'm like, okay, let's go. And then <laughs> she just stands there and shakes her hands and dances, an uncomfortable dance. I said, put some clothes on, and we have to go to the ER. Uh, I'm like, you have to put some clothes on to go to the ER. So she put some clothes on. Yeah. My my lips started my yeah my lips and my tongue started to feel weird. I'm like, oh okay, this isn't good. And by this point, I now have the rash on basically from my neck down to my knees, and it is awful. So in the car, I'm trying to get her to trying to distract her. Tell me how how the meeting with the boy was, and and, uh, she's got her hands on the dashboard, and she's drumming the (laughs) dashboard so she doesn't scratch herself, which I think she did a really good job because I would be scratching myself. And we get to the ER, and we walk in, and the Hall of Famer tells the lady, I think I'm having an allergic reaction to to a bee sting, and asks her name and her date of birth and all that. And then she looks at me. Oh, gosh. And the first thing she says to me is, okay, so are you the mother? <laughs> that was a good distraction. Oh, my God. The Hall of Famer just started laughing. And I said, well, that's a new one. I said this afterwards because the next question when we said, no, not the mother. Oh, are you the sister? Yeah. Oh, of course, we're the sister. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. No, we're not. The, I'm not the sister. A friend? Yeah, she just kept going. At some point, you're going to have to guess it, lady. Yeah. No, I, I just gave it to her at that point. You're After like, her um, third one, I said, spouse? We're, we're kind of in a hurry here. <laughs> She's having allergic. She can't really. Her, her tongue is. So I, I basically, yes, you said spouse. And the question you need to ask is, who do you have with you yes. here today? Yes. And she was wasting valuable time wasting by assuming. time. And again, <sighs> try to think outside your little box, lady. Yeah. So anyway, no, I'm not your mother. And I. that's the second <laughs> time someone's asked me. Yeah. Not if I'm a mother, but I think a, a while back someone asked me, like, if I was 65. Like, if I, oh, the senior discount. Oh. I think it's just because my hair looks white. Well, to that and people. we're wearing masks. Okay, well, yeah. whatever. But I have called her mother a couple times since. Yes, yes. Just for a good time. I said she's having, her tongue is feeling swollen, so she really needs to get, and she's like, oh, we're going to take her right back. Yeah, so I go to use the bathroom. By the time I get back out, they're ready for me, and I, I get into the room, and they tell me to get out of my clothes and get into a gown. And I was very happy to hear gladly. that. I said gladly. And I start ripping off my clothes. The lady can't keep up with, you know, shielding me. And uh, so I get I get in the gown. They get me on the bed. They start just, I don't know, poking me all over the place. Uh, putting different things on me. And I don't even know what they're doing. No, they it was put, all like a whirlwind. They put an IV in you and for steroids and some other medications. And then they went and got an EpiPen. And just to clarify, you've never had any type of reaction to a bee like this. No, so no. I think that my theory is that the bee that stung you a month or so ago heightened something in your mm-hmm. body. And this time, the second time, only a month later. Yeah. 
just couldn't handle it and just sent your immune system or your uh histamines yes. all over the board. Oh, the histamines were a flying. So they they uh did the EpiPen and mm-hmm. within 15 minutes oh much better. It's wonderful. And it was amazing. No sign yeah. of any hives no. by the time she left. They wanted to monitor for about four hours. They let her go about three and a half hours mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and on my thighs, it was really bad. Like it was raised rash and bright red. Mm-hmm. And it looked awful. But 15 minutes later, you could barely even see the rash. Hour later, you couldn't see it at all. The skin is amazing. Yes. How quickly it recovered. Like mm-hmm. my skin was ravaged by yeah a rash and then all of a sudden like an hour later you kept it looked perfectly normal what it you told me you said this to your mom but you also said it to me several times <laughs> it's just ravaging my body <laughs> i was it was i've oh. never experienced anything like it yeah so now so now now i'm a member of the EpiPen club yeah, so that's yeah. just, I mean, that's kind of scary because I bet you're afraid of bees now and you I never am. were. I am. Nope, I didn't care about them before. And now I have to be the one that takes care of the nests and mm-hmm. I'm the one that's afraid of bees. Yep. And of course, now they're now they're really attracted to me. Like, yeah, I'm just, just walking through a parking lot. Yesterday. Yesterday. And one landed on your forearm. Yes. I'm like, what? And I mean, I'm nowhere near any sort of wonderful nature, you know, I'm just in the middle of a parking yeah. lot. And you hadn't, prior to that bee sting a month ago, you hadn't gotten stung in 15, 20 years, yes. you thought. Yeah. So we were thankful that we were not like in the boundary water somewhere oh, when yes. this occurred, that you, we were yeah. 15 minutes from the ER and mm-hmm. your, your experience at the ER was much different than mine. Yes. And yeah. I'm happy they took really good care of you and they acted fast. Yeah. They were excellent. So they didn't waste any now time. she does have an EpiPen with our high deductible, cost way too much money. Uh-huh. But you have to take that with you anytime you go outside now somewhere. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I, I did. I thought about the boundary waters because it very well could have been a, a different experience because mm-hmm. I, I mean, even if it wasn't affecting my, my lips and my tongue, I don't no, know. No, you had to have gone how, in. Yeah, how Nothing long was I would have. No, no amount of Benadryl no. tablets were going to take Nothing care of Nothing was going to fix that. You had to yeah. go in whether it did oh, that or not. Oh, man. But they said you did the right thing. We don't mess around with that at all. And you could tell because they threw mm-hmm. you down, shoved IVs in you, stabbed mm-hmm. you with the EpiPen. So if anybody out there is listening and ha- is a member of the EpiPen Club, if you want to send some tips to the Hoffer, I'm sure she'd take them. I would. I'd be happy to take them. And I'm looking for like a little little pouch or something to, to carry it in. So yeah. I have to put it in my pocket when I go for walks. I whatever. said that, you know, just ha- have the, the put Rue Ru up to the task. Wear a little bag around her. We have one from Mr. Wrigley. Wear a little bag around her mm-hmm. collar that she can carry the EpiPen yep. for you. So that's my story. That was yeah. interesting. Um, one person, Chris Davenport. Oh, hang on. The name drop, name drop of the week. Chris said he wanted to hear the toll booth story. He mm-hmm, said, I've, mm-hmm. I've already heard this toll booth story and I want to hear it again. This is from last week. Um, but since Chris has already heard it, no one else requested the toll booth story. So uh, we're going to wait and see if we All get right. any requests. Okay. okay. Let's do the taste test. You have selected three beers. Yes. Or a, a cider and two beers or something. Correct. And we are going to get into that right now. Um, we did have some comments. Ellen Vanderlinden. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Ellen Vanderlinden said that you you look just like Vanna. Or better than Vanna, Ooh, I think she said, with the, yes. with the canned okay. can video. So we'll continue with that. Okay, too. good. All right, so let's go see what is number one. Oh, we should review the rating system. Okay. Zero is ish. One, criminy. Two, oofda. Three, it's interesting. Four, ah, oh, geez, that's good. And five, you, you betcha. Okay, so what's the first one you've selected? The first one is from the Patrick Smith. <laughs> it's Blake's Hard Cider. Another one from the fall series, uh, Apple Lantern, Roasted Pumpkin Ooh. Hard Cider. Yuck. That seems questionable. Mm-hmm. The can looks really neat, though. The, oh. the top is all black, and it, it's spooky looking. 
with black and green. It looks like a silhouette of the night and with uh, trees and scary pumpkins. Yeah. Pumpkin lanterns hanging. Okay. And uh, let's talk about where this is made. Oh, well, at my favorite place, Blake's Hard Cider in Armada, Michigan. Oh, that's a Midwest beer. Yep. Well, you think it's a Midwestern beer. Yes, it's a Midwestern beer, Michigan. All right, and here's what they say. It's the season of campfires, sweaters, and pumpkin carving. Experience the warming flavor of our hand-picked apples balanced with the oven-roasted richness of pumpkin, refreshingly crisp and perfectly spiced. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Apple Lantern brings you the taste of autumn that can only come from Blake's Orchard. Ooh, and it says limited release series. Woohoo! I bet it comes out again and this ABV, fall. ABV. 6.5. Oh. All right, let's crack this baby open. All right, here we go. Uh, very clear looking. Mm-hmm. Minimal wow. head. head. Yeah, minimal head. It kind of just looks like sparkling wine. Yep, that's yes. accurate. A little hazy, but but clearish. Definitely no yeah. sign of pumpkin. No, definitely smell the apple. Let's give it a go. I don't taste any pumpkin at all. Well, then it's got to be good. I mean, basically they're saying it's pumpkin spice. Yeah, it just tastes like hard cider. Apple? Uh-huh. Rating? Uh, four. Just, oh, geez, just it's good. It's just a classic. You'd order it. Oh, absolutely. All right, let me try. The pumpkin threw me off. Like, I don't think I'm going to like pumpkin, but it's really not. There's no pumpkin. That I s- don't think so. You see what you think. I don't smell any pumpkin. It's pumpkin light. I don't really smell any apple. What do you smell? I think it also smells like sparkling wine. It tastes and smells like sparkling wine. <laughs> All right, I'll try it. Not bad. It kind of tastes like a, not so, it tastes more like a drier cider to me, which is, tends to be my favorite type mm-hmm. of cider. Yeah, it's 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 nice and easy to drink, mm-hmm. for sure. I think I'd give that a four as well. Yeah. Way I'd to give go, it a, Patrick Smith. I'd give it a five, uh, but it seems a little misleading because where's well, the we're pumpkin? Not, we're not grading it on its, adver- its advertisement. Well, we're grading it on its taste. I am because it says it's pumpkin. Okay. And there, I don't taste a single bit of pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Moving on. But you're happy about that, oh, yeah. right? So it should be a That's five. That's true. That's true. No, it's still a four. Okay. I expect more. Okay. This is, I don't even know how to say it. Sheboygan. Oh. It's just spelled with a C-H. C-H. Not, it's Sheboygan not the Wisconsin. Brewing Company. It's not the Wisconsin spelling. It's the, oh, Northern Michigan. From Northern Whoa, Michigan. Oh, we have another Midwest beer. There we go. This one, I love the can because it has... The can is great. Yes, it's a it's an orange label. Wait, who is this from? This, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is from our buddy Kim Wilson. Oh, good. Yes. She gave this, she gave this, she gave this to us while we were at Summer of Littles in Frankfurt, Michigan. Yep. And it's, so yeah, anyway, it's a, it's an orange label, but it has a really cool picture drawing of a, of a camper. And it, it just looks like you're going to be sitting by sitting by the campfire um, when you're out camping. Yeah, camper similar to our camper, yeah. like an egg shell, egg eggshell. What's egg egg camper? What do they call them? No. Oh, the it's the fiberglass mm-hmm. um, campers. Eggshell. Okay, I don't think so. Egg. egg? I don't know. No. Anyway, this is from uh, Sheboygan, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Very cool. With the C. Yep. And it is blood orange honey. I do not think uh, I'll like this. Yep. American style wheat ale. I think I'm really going to enjoy American it. American style wheat ale. Mm-hmm. Mm. 6.2% alcohol by oh, volume. A unique much. twist on American style wheat ale. The addition of honey and blood orange puree results in a medium bodied beer that is very smooth when ex- with an exhilarating nose of citrus. We'll see about that. Let me just read one more thing here. Fresh from northern Michigan. I'm trying to remember where exactly Sheboygan is in northern Michigan from Sheboygan Brewing Company. The Michigan one, it says. Okay, <laughs> open that up. There's All a right. lighthouse on the side of the can. Oh, neat. I really like this can. Yeah, the can is excellent. I mean, at some point, we're going to start, ha- we're going to have to start rating the cans as well. Oh. All right. 
in our new Storm Cloud Brewing Company glasses. By the way, when I unloaded the dishwasher this morning, I flipped that Storm Cloud oh, glass boy. and caught it, and I'm thinking, don't do that again. Yeah. I just, it's a habit. Risk taker. All right, this one. This one looks like an ale. It looks like mm. a Coors Light River beer. Yeah. Minimal to moderate head. Yeah, a little hazy, uh, but very light in color. And you can definitely smell the citrus. I smell, yeah. Oh, it smells great. I got to do one more. That's a good summer beer. I like the... Would you characterize it as a river beer? Well, according to Kim, that would it, it, it would be too heavy and like too sugary. Oh. Yeah, it needs to be lighter. This would be too heavy, heavy body to do that, I think. I think so because I don't drink very much, so I'd probably only have one anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, this sounds perfect. It's, yeah, I just like how citrusy it is. I don't taste any honey, any honey notes. What we'll see what you think. Yeah, I definitely take... Uh, okay. And what uh, number? Um, that. Do you like it more or less than the apple Oh, lantern? more, more. Oh, you more. like it more? Yeah, I'm giving that a five. Oh, you betcha. Oh, yeah, you betcha. That means I'm going to hate yeah, this. It's excellent. All right, I'm going to smell it. Oh, I actually smell some orange. Yeah, it's very citrusy. Wow, okay. Here we go. <laughs> she doesn't oh. like it, folks. Oh no. oh, no. The look on her face. Oh, God. That is terrible. <laughs> oh, that's got to be that. Uh, what does it say? Blood orange. That's got to be that puree crap. Oh, but it's God. orange puree. Okay. I think I taste orange rinds. Oh. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is, no, no. This is a this is a zero. Do you need to try one more a little no, bit? No. Oh, this okay. is an ish. Okay. Wow. I guess I'll be drinking it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm. do love the, the can, though, but I am not letting the cool can influence my decision it, at zero. It is a little bitter, actually. It's bitter, and it's orange rind It is a little bitter. Now that you bring it up. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. still calling it a five? I'll bring, uh, uh, I mean, worst case scenario, it's a four and a half. Would you order it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's get to the last one because that one I'm excited oh, about. Oh, boy. Then this one I Now, am this is our not. first bottle that we've probably tried? Yeah, I think so. I think and so. And this one is from? Sarah Schultz. Our buddy Sarah Schultz. Yeah. Okay. From, from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. This is Luna Coffee Stout. Okay. It's from Hinterland. Let's see. Do you oh, need here we go. Glasses? Nope. Brewed and bottled by Hinterland Brewery in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, my goodness. We have another Midwest beer. A true one. A true one. <laughs> All right. This label, so, it, so it's in a bottle. I like the label. The label's very cool looking sleek. Very mm-hmm. sleek and, and just nice. It has an H on it. And it just says Luna Coffee Stout, and it has uh, uh, a moon on it. Like the lunar yeah. eclipse, maybe. Yeah, like the lunar eclipse. And some evergreen trees in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sorry, I'm taking away your job. Yeah, uh, 5.8% alcohol by volume. Mm, less than the other two. And it says, in beer in life, there is a choice. The tired and treadin' or the adventurous and bold. You choose adventure. Congratulations. Oh, we choose adventure. That makes more sense. Congratulations. You did too. So that must be how they roll with uh, Hinterland. It it says stout with coffee added. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what does it tell you the, what is the bitterness scale that Todd told us about? uh, I don't think it says on there. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't see any IBUs on there. All right. Well, let's give it a whirl. I'm going to guess the IBUs are probably an 11. That's really not very bitter at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's dark, and you know I'm not going to like this, it's folks. dark like a stout. Oh, open mind. I'm going to have an open Minimal mind. Minimal head. I definitely smell the coffee. Perfect. You love the smell of coffee. I do. I do. All right. <laughs> no. I'm trying here. She's not liking it. Really trying. It's awful. Oh. Oh, I've had worse. So oh. I'm going to give it a one because I have had worse when it comes to stout. You're going to give it a criminy? Yeah, it's a criminy. Nope, just for, I'm good. I'm you good. always try it twice. Nope, I... not doing it. Not doing it. It it tastes like the bottom of the barrel for cold coffee. 
with a little bit of ugh well, in it. Here's your problem. You don't like cold coffee. I don't. I don't like cold coffee either. So if you've well, got coffee in a stout, you're thinking yeah. of cold brew, and I love cold Mm-mm. brew. No, don't like now, it. I have found that I don't know that I love coffee stouts. I kind of mm. more like oatmeal stouts or okay. whatever left-hand brewery is. Watch, it'll be a coffee stout. I really, mm-hmm. let me just say, I really don't know what I like. Okay, smelling it, I smell a very hint just a hint of coffee. Mm. Here we go. Yeah, I'd say that's a decent stout. Mm. It's certainly not my favorite stout. It's not as good as Left Hand, and it's not as good as the stout that I got at uh, Stormcloud last mm-hmm. weekend. I guess I would call it, I'd probably order it. For me, an order is a three plus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. It's interesting. Okay. But it's not my favorite stout. It's better than the two that I've sampled here tonight. Okay. The other two. So I'll be getting this tonight. Still ranks number one. Still ranks number one. Okay. All right. Thank you, Patrick Smith, Kim Wilson, and Sarah Sheltsy. Woo! Well, Hall of Famer, we do have somewhere to be tonight. Mm-hmm. Outdoors. Oh. Don't forget your EpiPen. And, yeah. and I hope you had a good Central Standard time. I most certainly did. Thank you for joining me. Yep. You're welcome. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod. And you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But best rubber stamp is... Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net. Or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias. Get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. What does Marie Kondo even know?